Listener Production. Snuggle up with 20 minutes of the fur balls coughed up by two of the cutest little kittens wrestling their way across the on-demand ecosphere. Aww. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Now, you know, as a politician, Alex Dyson, you mm. would never tell a lie, would you? Absolutely, definitely, positively. I think the real question is, Matt O'Kine... <laughs> Don't you hate when they say that? Well, what Australians are really concerned with when it comes to me lying is unbelievable. No, uh, well, I will not ever. But every now and then, some of us say a lie by accident, innocently, unknowingly. Right. And our producer, Bron, has put her hand up. She came to us off air and said, oh, I think I've been telling a lie about something. So we're going to be uh, chatting to her a little bit later on about that. Yes, as well as that, we need you to put your stack hats on and prepare your minds for Mind Blown. And dude, I'm telling you now, I've got a big one. All right, well, you've got to get ready for this one because it should be good as part of this little on-demand radio program. We like to called Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's do it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, in 2011, Alex Dyson, Boilermakers released a breakthrough EP titled Serial Bro. Featured a track called The Tipping Point. (laughs) Serial Bro as in I'm serious bro. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a catchphrase I was kind of using for a little while, <laughs> um, one of the finer points of my career. Now, the track, The Tipping Point, I'm talking about, you know, that point in life where there's no coming back, mm-hmm. where something, an action has taken place and there's no reversing it. And uh, I fear that I met a tipping point again just during this past week. During the pandemic, we got very good at freezing foods, so that we always had stuff ready because trips to the shops, difficult, et cetera, stockpiling in case things weren't on shelves, et cetera. So, okay. uh, you know, buying meats, groceries, putting in freezers. So you normally, Belinda, would buy some salmon. Now, actually, I should warn that this particular segment uh, includes discussions of eating meat and meat products. So if that's something that you don't like, uh, feel free to turn down your radio <laughs> for a little bit for the next few minutes. I wonder if people would just turn down the volume of the podcast or just skip through it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, boys, it's the chat about meat. But, uh, <laughs> um, so anyways, she would normally individually wrap pieces of salmon so that we'd only take, say, two out at a time and defrost them and cook them. But mm. in a hurry, recently the other day, she just put the whole four pack into the freezer. So when we wanted to eat them during you the week- You need to thaw four. Now there's only three of us, two adults, one- almost three-year-old who, on a good day, barely likes salmon. So Belle has to cook all four and I'm just cutting through the salmon. Now, what I particularly like is the salmon skin. Now, always go skin on and what Belle does is usually take the skin off the fillet of salmon and let it cook in the oven by itself so it turns into like somewhat of a crisp, okay? Right. Now, uh, it's a nice crispy slither of salmon, like a chip. You're going for a fish skin wafer. With exactly, your meal. Exactly. Very Michelin star. And so I was like, you know, always looking forward to my, my fish skin. It's like, <laughs> God, it's, like, it's like my little dessert. Sorry, this is such a weird conversation. Well, hey, 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 hey. It's like, what podcast can you recommend? Oh, Matt and Alex. Oh, yeah, tune to a random part. I'm always looking forward to my fish skin. <laughs> Unbelievable. On this particular day, Belle's cooked four pieces of fish, which means four pieces of skin. 
Now, Sophia decided that she doesn't like it. It's too crispy for her, too crunchy. Okay? Oh, it so- tastes a little bit too much like burnt skin of fish. <laughs> Probably what, what's her issue with it. So she doesn't want to eat hers. So I usually eat hers, which is good days, glory days. Mm. Okay, But on this particular day, Belle has started to feel a little bit, you know, she's like, I don't really feel like this. Burnt skin of fish? She's like, you can have mine as well. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Plus there's the fourth piece. It came out just in the thawing process. So suddenly I'm like... Ooh la la, I'm in fish heaven, baby. This is It's a school of skin. I've got more fish skin than I can handle. I'm like Scrooge McDuck just diving into those scales. Absolutely loving it. Around about skin piece number three. <laughs> right, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling good about this. <laughs> and I'm starting to think I'm really running the risk here that I could be turning myself off the skin for good. And by mm. the fourth one... <laughs> I had that terrible feeling where that thing that I've looked forward to for like every time we have salmon, I'm like, oh, can't wait for the skin. Yeah. Now I'm like, I think I've done it. I think I've just turned myself off. And I don't think it's the kind of thing that you'd put in the fridge and heat up in the microwave later no, on. No, no, there's no leftovers. <laughs> no, God, no. It's there and then. And I thought, I've done it. I have eaten too much of this thing that I love. And so I asked you. We're always putting questions up on our Facebook and when you see them, it's it's us. I was literally <laughs> lying on the couch going, I feel terrible. <laughs> I need someone to feel like me. And so I put the message up, when have you eaten too much of one thing? And uh, we got a lot of responses, Alex Dyson, a lot. Yeah, let's go to Jared in Wollongong. G'day, Jared. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for not hanging up during that fish skin chat. Um, but please, <laughs> what have you eaten too much of? Um, when I was in probably year 11, our school did sort of an annual trip up to Sydney for the city to surf, like the running race. Mm. Sort of a four-hour-ish trip. So we stopped at a Macca's on the freeway halfway up. Um, and there's this one teacher, he's pretty cool, sort of 24, 25. Um, they had a nugget special on at the time. It was 20 for $10, rough, something like that. So yeah. he thought, oh, none of you guys can eat more nuggets than me. Let's have a little competition. <laughs> Sounds really responsible for a teacher here, Jared. <laughs> Well, look, it's, it's funny. Side story, I'm actually a teacher now and I would never do this. Okay. <laughs> well, the good thing about a school bus is no one ever feels sick while riding along on it. So exactly. it's uh, great that you could able, you're able okay. to test these things. So, and, and nuggets, mate, I think everyone at least once in their life has found themselves in a nugget eating challenge. <laughs> All right, where did we get to? <laughs> well, yeah, what did you get to? Well, well, rules of engagement were split the 20-pack 10 at a time between two. Um, once you finish the 10, you move on to the next 10. Um, we got to 60 each. Um, then oh. my teacher pulled out and I, I managed the next 10, so 70 total. Oh, my God. And and how did you go? Did they come back up or we, what did they just... Well, um, the race the next day actually went pretty well, to be honest. I felt a bit crook afterwards, but time yeah. was good. So Running know, a city to surf on <laughs> 70 nuggets nutrition. Oh, bro. Well, look, I'm impressed that they all stayed there. 70 is a very good effort. And also, just to beat your teacher yeah. always feels good. I mean, good. that's the real victory, isn't it? Well, beat him in the race the next day as well, so I was happy to Oh, the double He's a bus trip home. That would have been great. Well, thank you very much for that one, Jared. We appreciate it. What about yourself, Ben? What have you eaten too much of? Hey, boys. Um, similar to Jared, we had a uh, dumpling eating contest. <laughs> so this is when we are at university. Um, a lot of spare time and uh, not much to do. Yep. So we all thought we'd try and take on eating 100 dumplings in one go. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How many of you went to the, to the restaurant? No, no, no. We didn't have money to go to the restaurant. So we're at home. We've got to the Asian supermarket, raid the freezer. 
um, by 300 dumplings because it was three of us, 100 dumplings each. <laughs> so it's, you got a single thing of 100 dumplings you bought three of them? I think they come in packs of 20. So we walked out with, you know, several bags of frozen dumplings. Oh, my um, God. Okay. <laughs> please tell me, you please don't use the word microwave, Ben. Oh, there was so there was some in the oven. There was some in the fry pan. There was some in the steamer. The microwave got to run. Like, dumplings everywhere, sweating. Um, and the worst part was, you know, there's nothing worse than being sort of 55 dumplings in and getting a raw frozen mushroom dumpling, which is what's oh, sort of, that's no. what sort of did me in. You got to yeah. trust the chef in that instance. <laughs> okay, so you were out on 55. Yeah, 55, 56, something like that. Um, there's nothing more demoralising than having a cold dumpling and seeing the bloke next to you on 94, 95, just chowing through. And he got it. Wow. He got to 100. He got it. 100 dumplings, less than an hour. What? <laughs> was, oh, my huge, God. Yeah. Did it, did they stay down? No, no way. The rule was you had to stay down for 20 minutes, but uh, at 21 minutes, everyone was in the backyard. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you very much for joining us there, uh, Ben, and we cannot thank you enough for uh, putting your body on the line for our entertainment. <laughs> no worries. Cheers, guys. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. No women calling in with these eating competitions, just uh, extracurricular eating competitions. Well, hey, hold on, hold on. Phoebe said I lived in Ghana for four months and ate pineapple two to three times a day. Can't stand the stuff now, 17 years later. Uh, Chloe said ate too much me garang after a big night, spewed them up looking exactly the same. Oh, oof. Jackson, I bought That's a bag up. of 350 fruit Mentos. My jaw <laughs> hurt for a week afterwards. Never again. Who said you had to eat them all at once, Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let us know what your tipping point for food was when you've eaten too much of it. And this is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Look out for your heads. It's time for... Mind Blown. The segment where Matt O'Kine brings in a fact which is hazardous for one's skull. Matt, what have you been looking at this week? Bro, I'm going to need Bron Doizak to jump on this uh, chat right now. Producer Bron. Hello. You've got a mind. Mm. What have you been doing with it? Well, I don't know if she does anymore because <laughs> if it's as blown to smithereens as mine was after this fact, I won't be surprised. Bron, let's talk about the first TikTok that you sent me. Yeah, I sent this like a week ago and I've completely forgotten what it was, but I remember be- like, my mind must be blown. I, I don't remember <laughs> it at all, but I remember thinking it's crazy. Okay, so Bron sends me this TikTok, right, and a couple of little mind-blown emojis and I'm like, all right, well, let's have a look at this. Now, the TikTok is from user Sam Doll, all right? Mm. Now, Sam Doll goes on to say that, you know the term bucket list? Yeah. Which is? The list of things you want to do before you kick the bucket. Exactly. Sam goes on to say that this list is the newest wave of phenomenon regarding the Mandela effect. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Basically, Sam goes on to say, the term bucket list only originated 
in the year 2007 after the release of a Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman no, movie no, called no, 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 The Bucket List. Yes. What? And I was like, that's just a lie. No, because I remember that film coming out and I was seeing Bucket List and was, yeah. you know what that is. It's obviously like I was like, oh, that's, that's the thing. But then in the video, she's like, well, you know, my boyfriend tried to find examples of it on the internet, couldn't find any. And Pre any that movie. 2007. Yes, right? So I'm like, I know this is a lie. I have yeah. seen, I know this phrase. Yeah, and so, it wasn't that popular a movie from memory. No, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, so it's not like, I didn't even know there was a movie until she said like until the 2007 movie. So I start Googling of it and everywhere you look, when you Google like, Origins of the Bucket List. Yeah. Everywhere says 2007 movie. The phrase, you know, to kick the bucket is, has been around forever. Yeah. Like for ages, centuries. But this phrase came into popularity, Bucket List, from the movie, and you won't find examples of it before this year. And I was like, that's just a lie. And (laughs) everywhere. There's a blog on the Macmillan Dictionary website (laughs) saying this was popularised by the movie. Well, that's popularised. It's not invented by the yeah, movie. Yeah, but there's no, there's people can't find examples of it on the internet before this year. Oh my god! If you can listening, please find it. <laughs> my head can't deal with what's going on right now because I am sure that I'd heard this. Before yeah, that year. That's like the term dolphin trainer being invented by H2O Just Add Water <laughs> and the character of Matt O'Kine. I feel like it needs further investigation, but from as I'm sort of doing the deep dive on it right now, i got to tell you, my mind is blown. What about you? Mind blown. That is mind-blowing. So yeah, I remember the ads for that movie. I'm like, nah, it doesn't look that good. But to actually invent a... a uh, <laughs> A very common phrase. That's quite quite incredible. Well, we also ask you to send us your mind blowns via way of an audio message. Record your voice. Send it through to matt.and.alex, just as Joel has done. Dr. Phil isn't actually a real doctor. Well, academically he is, but it's been a lot of years since he's held an actual practising doctor's licence. About 2006, I think, was when he stopped. So maybe they should just call it Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. blown. So Phil McGraw, Dr. Phil. How would you feel if you you needed to get something checked out and Dr. Phil did walk in? (laughs) I just want to hear Goss. It'd be too distracting. I don't think I could handle it. Goodness me. Didn't he get in trouble recently? Bron, wasn't he in trouble? I don't know. He has a weird house. Have you look up photos of his house? Dr. Phil's house. (laughs) Oh, he does. He's got like real weird stuff on the walls mm. and he's got he's got a wall of guns. Jeez, you wouldn't want to walk into a doctor's office and just have a <laughs> wall of guns. You want stethoscopes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for helping us out with that one this week, Bron, as well as Joel. Thank you so much for sending us a voice memo. If you'd like to do one too, matt.and.alex. Oops. I'll always love it when our producer, Bron, drops by the studio. Hello, Bron. Hello. What's been going on, Bron? You watched episode two of Donda yet? I mean, know what, genius? Yes. <laughs> I watched most of it the other day. Didn't fall asleep this time? I had, well, I didn't fall asleep. I did have to leave for about a good 20 minutes of it to quickly get something for dinner and then come back. 
And what? Okay. Didn't get paused. No, I was Ooh. like, it, it didn't. <laughs> to be fair, you probably missed twenty minutes of Kanye showing other people his songs, which <laughs> happens a lot. Yeah, I was there for um, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell was there. Yeah, um, Pharrell was pretty blown away by it all. I really, yeah, I've been listening to slow jams a lot. Anyway, but then I saw Such the game. Such a tune, isn't it's, it? <laughs> it's really good. Oh, oh man. Anyway, I saw the game in the background, the rapper, in one yeah. of the, when he was showing people the I mean, I've songs. seen the game as well. I've seen too much of the game. Mm, and I just lost the game. Damn Have it. you seen the game's <laughs> Instagram? Is the game still posting photos of him in his underpants? I don't really keep up with the game. The only, <laughs> the only thing that I really know about the game was that my cousin, like, maybe, like, 15 years ago, went on a date with him. Oh, whoa. And I was, like, to Steve, who was sitting, my partner, who was sitting next to me watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, my cousin went on a date with him, like, ages ago. He's like, the game. She went on a date with the game. I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, I know for a fact she went on a date with him. He's like, there's no way. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I'll text her then, you know, prove it. Yeah. (laughs) She'll bring the photo out of the date. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, ha-ha, I wish. I just went on stage with him once. And I swear I've been telling people. Anytime the game comes up. So the game was playing a live show, invited some people from the crowd up. Yeah. She stood up and waved. She went, (laughs) yeah, she went on stage with him, went backstage. So that was cool. But I've, anytime the game comes up, I'm like, yeah, my cousin went on a date with him when he came to Melbourne. (laughs) And it's not true. And you've been telling everyone that for years. For years. I swear it was true in my mind. That happened. That's some Mandela effect sort of stuff. Um, I thought about this just recently, this exact sort of style of talkback, I guess. Mm. Like, when have you been telling a lie that you thought was true? Mm. In 2004, I went on a comedy tour from Brisbane to Canberra and we stopped off at Sydney on Mm. that night. And I went into this Woolworths in Potts Point, you know, King's Cross Woolworths, and... I go, oh, we better get out of here before it closes. And the comedian who was next to me, right, another guy from Brisbane, his name was Dave, and he talked like that. Oh, nah, man, this Woolworths is open 24 hours, right? And <laughs> being from Brisbane, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like Woolworths always closed at like 6 o'clock back then. So like yeah. 24 hours, I was like, man. So I went back to Brisbane. I told everyone and just any time anyone needed something like around when after I moved to Sydney even, people mm. would be like, oh, you know, we got to get some mixes for these drinks. I'd be like, oh, well, if you need to go to Woolworths, <laughs> Potts Point, 24 hours, you know. it's And like it got to the point where the only way I found out was one day when I was at Woolworths, Potts Point, after years of telling people this, and she goes, you better do it quickly. We've got to close soon. And I said, ah, yeah. And she goes, sorry, what? And I'm like, you don't close. And she's like, yes, we do. <laughs> it's on the sign. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're telling the person at, who works at the shop that they don't close. I'm telling oh the lady God. behind the counter who's saying we need to close soon. I'm like, you don't close. <laughs> and she's like, yes, we do. And I'm like, well, it must have changed because you were 24 hours. She's like, I've worked here for so long. We are not 24 hours. We have never been 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like years of lies fall on top of me. Well, when have you been spreading a few (laughs) lies around the place, whether it's, you know, opening hours, whether it's your cousins going on dates with various rappers, whether it's about, you know, old rockers removing ribs for certain reasons. (laughs) It it doesn't matter. When have you been the porky pie dealer? (laughs) (laughs) He just 
So we asked you, <laughs> when have you been slinging a few porkies over the years and for how long? Lauren got in touch with us on at matt.and.alex, said, I'm a biologist and I've been telling people for ages that reindeer are fake. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder what that's all about. I don't know sure, Lauren. Maybe because they can't fly, from my knowledge. Maybe that's where she sort of thought that they were a mythical <laughs> creature there, Lauren. I really, it's never crossed my mind, but there you go. Ciara has also sent us a message saying, I would always tell people about Hyams Beach. I thought it was the whitest sand in the world. It's not even the whitest in Australia. It's seventh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Lily got in touch with us as well. Lily, from your uh, your old hometown of Warrnambool, Alex Dyson. G'day, Lily. Oh, certainly am. Vote one, Alex Dyson, everybody. Yes, let's do it, Lily. One vote, one vote. All right, we'll start building from there. Thank you for joining us, but you better let us know what porky pies have you been dishing out from the canteen. Oh, it's so embarrassing. So I swear I read somewhere once um, that Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, Gloria, that her accent was actually put on. Right. And it wasn't her real accent. <laughs> and I just ran with it and literally like told everyone, like, oh, guys, yeah, like she puts that on. It's amazing. She's such a good actress. Yeah. Sort of like a, a, a Dr. House scenario, where is it what? Hugh Laurie is actually British, but he sounds very American. Everyone yeah. was absolutely. Yeah, Colin Farrell does a good American as well, mm. you know, all these people. But did you think she was American? Um, I don't know what I thought she was. I just swear I read it, but I just like, you know, you say it once and then you feel like then someone else goes, oh, really? And you're just like, yeah. You just follow through with the lie. You're like, it's too late now to back out. To the point where like a friend saw an interview with her on Ellen and sent it to me like, she's still doing the accent. (laughs) A real Joaquin Phoenix method actor. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, to be be honest, this isn't my real accent. That's actually for an Ethiopian diplomat. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually an Ethiopian <laughs> diplomat. That's I put it on pretty good Aussie one. Um, but no, thank you very much, Lily. Really appreciate it. Thanks. That's the end of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thanks so much for joining us. Alex Dyson, we'll see you tomorrow, hey? Oh, we certainly will. And remember, if you'd like to get in touch, we've got an Instagram, matt.and.alex, or hit us up on the website, mattandalex.com.au. Catch you tomorrow for All Day Breakfast, and that's a promise. No lie. <laughs> that's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.